0: All right, welcome to the Mercenary Musician Podcast. This is Peter Coulter, your co-host. This is a little bit of a different episode today. I had one of my new uh, apprentices, who I'm helping to to get started in the career here, ask me to just kind of go for it. (laughs) Just kind of rant and do a little tangent episode. As we've mentioned, I do a lot of tangents, and so this is the tangent episode. Hope you enjoy it. If you hate it, Keep that stupid ass opinion to yourself. If you love it, let us know. I'm just kidding. All right, everybody, we're back. I know it doesn't seem like it's been a long time to you because we release these every week, no matter what, but it's been a few weeks since Chad and I have gotten together. So we're back, and it's lovely to be back.
1: On another episode of the Mercenary Musician Podcast.
0: Yeah, it's the... You're on a different timeline because, again, we're just releasing these every week for you, but where we are, it is the holidays. We just got done with... Thanksgiving, the winter holidays are coming up Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and what other ones is that it? That's all the ones I know. Well, I'm just you know i hate I hate the winter holidays generally. I mean, I only am ever engaged in the Christmas one usually, but I just kind of hate Christmas. I hate it too. But <laughs> it's
1: still my favorite part of the year because for whatever reason, most people are friendlier this time of year.
0: I, I yeah, I could see that. I could see that. My sister loves Christmas. Um, she's like just it's like the the minute Thanksgiving is done. I love Thanksgiving, it's my favorite holiday. But the minute Thanksgiving's done, she's already putting up Christmas decorations. So I think it's just maybe a reaction to her love of Christmas that I just hate it because I'm trying to balance her out. Anyway, that's enough of that. So today's episode Kind of an interesting one. I, I'm, I'm actually working with a couple of uh, younger guys who are trying to get started doing this. And they, they both kind of have different different goals from mine. They both have full-time jobs and they want to do some part-time stuff. Uh, they want to do like a Saturday, Friday and Saturday evenings here and there. And one of them is in school to be an RN. He doesn't have a ton of time to, to go do this. but And he also is not making a ton of money right now. He's going to school. So it's nice for him to be able to try to make some extra money playing gigs on the side. Uh, I got him a couple gigs, actually, or uh, one gig at least so far, and he's doing great. So that's exciting. I'm kind of opening up the door to uh, consulting, kind of doing a one-on-one thing with people and try to get get them going. I, I realize that that is a, probably the most reliable way to get people to to get gigs and get people started. Um, so again, you know, reach out to us on the email and we will chat about that. This is all brand new stuff. So, um, you're really never going to get it any cheaper than you're going to get it right now. Put it that way. It's true. Um, so today's episode, anyway, I I told you all that to tell you this. I was talking to this, this friend of mine who is my, what's the word? Apprentice. Apprentice. There we go. Yes. My apprentice. Um, and I said, you know what? He loves the podcast. That's, you know, one of the, one of the ways we kind of met started, started bonding over this. He's like, man, the podcast is exactly what I'm looking for. It's perfect. Um, and I was, it was really encouraging to hear that at the beginning. I said, all right, so what, you know, what, what do you guys need on the podcast? Like what, what would be the best episode you'd like? What, what episode are you waiting for? Where you're just like, man, if I saw this as the title of the episode, I would be so excited. I'd dive right in. And he asked me to do a tangent episode, which I think is funny because I was talking to my uncle about this, and he always, always great with uh, constructive criticism. My uncle, he said, you know, the tangent thing, you got to either own the tangents or not do them because it's just like if I hear the word tangent one more time, I'm gonna bite off my own tongue or something like that. He said, you know, and on on top of that, the this apprentice of mine, I'm gonna use the word apprentice because I think it's kind of funny, asked for this basically just kind of riff on on what your thoughts are on on the job, on what you're doing, useful tips, just kind of like. Basically, just free associate, which I also have a particularly soft spot for this idea because I like not preparing for things. (laughs) I like less work. I like showing up and winging it sometimes. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do today, and we're going to see how it works. And if it's a total train wreck, then... Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fuck it. We're doing it live. So, I don't really have any bullet points. I don't have anything prepared, really, but...
1: Which is really weird for me. It's really
0: really weird for Chad. Chad, Chad is an organized type of guy. He's the type A of the group, and I am the type B. But not that Chad is generally a type A, but uh, next to me pretty much everyone is. Even the, even the a normal type B is, looks like a type A next to my disorganized ass. Okay, so what I've got in my hands right now is it's called Happenings Art and Entertainment Magazine. I've got another one here that's got a different name. It's called Fort Myers. Uh, it's just called, it looks like it's called Fort Myers, Southwest Florida, which is a, a weird name. But these are, these are free magazines. They're like these little skinny paper magazines and they're, they're free that you can see them, You see them sitting around. If you go into uh, here, I'll show Chad. He's looking, trying to see him. There's a, yeah. So it's Southwest Florida happenings and uh, Fort Myers, Southwest Florida magazine. Yeah. And these are just like local. They're free. They both say free right on the top and they just kind of tell you. Stuff that's going on in town, and I'm sure you have something like this in your town. I mean, unless it's really small.
1: Yeah, the east coast of Florida. Look for the Atlantic Current.
0: Okay, and the east coast of Florida, it's the Atlantic Current. I have not spent too much time on the east coast of Florida, but you, okay. So you look in here. You've op- I've opened this Happenings magazine, and uh, I pick pick this up at a at a show. Uh, it was like a little Broadway review thing I was going to with my my uh, mom and my girlfriend. And I was just saw this and I was like, this is interesting. And they've got the November calendar here, November 2021. And it says, it's got dates. And it says, okay, so for instance, Monday the 8th. Danny Signoff Trio, which is a name I know, actually. They're a, a bar band trio that's been playing around here forever. Uh, that's at the Players Circle Theater, blah, 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 Cleveland Avenue, North Fort Myers, 7 p.m. Uh, Joey Fiato." That's a guy I've never heard of before, but it sounds like a solo act at the center bar, the promenade at Bonita Bay. There's the address six to 9 PM. There's a the website for the center Tuesday, the ninth Larry Wells at the shell factory in nature park. Okay. That sounds like another solo musician fire and ice again, the center bar. Okay. So what it looks like here is the center bar at least pops into this happenings magazine and says, Hey, let me put my dates in here. And they say, cool. Let's put your dates in here. So I'm, I'm not bringing this up to say, oh, you should be calling these happenings magazines and saying, hey, I'm a solo musician and I'm playing at this bar. Put me in the magazine, please. You could do that. I don't think it's really that important. It can't hurt. It can't hurt. But what what I really think this is useful for is you can open this magazine and you can see what bars book music. You can say, oh, look, the center bar books music. Now you can call the center bar. Parrot Key, Caribbean Grill on Wednesday. They got the Gatlin Dinner Show. Parrot Key, Caribbean Grill. Okay, let's call them up. Uh, High Tide is playing at the Tiki Hut Bar and Grill at Dolphin Key. There's their phone number right there, 540-8454. You can call up the Tiki Hut Bar and Grill at Dolphin Key in Cape Coral and say, hey, I'm a musician. I saw in the Happenings magazine that you guys do live music. Let me talk to whoever books music. So this is just a lead, like a lead generator. These are hot leads, or warm leads at least, of venues that I know for a fact book music, right? So you don't – this can help narrow things down for you. So I think that just – kind of thinking this way can, can be helpful. It's, it's related to, I listen to a lot of self-improvement stuff and I, I recommend everybody do basically. It's, it's just to just taking the attitude of I am improving myself. I'm going to make this better in whatever way I possibly can squeeze whatever valuable information out of the world that I can possibly get and use it. That's a good attitude to take. And I think that going into self-improvement stuff is a pretty tangible way to show that attitude in the world. So, a bit of a tangent there.
1: (laughs) We're on course.
0: We're right on course, exactly. To say, this is kind of related to something I just heard Tony Robbins say. I'm re-listening to a Tony Robbins thing in my car. And he says, you need to decide where you're going. And then the minute you decide, and the, the clearer the better, the minute you decide where you're going, things will, like magic, appear to you like things that you didn't notice before. And it's it's also pretty similar to The Secret, which can also kind of sound like magic bullshit, which there, there's an element, there's a way to interpret that that is magical thinking bullshit. And I, I'm not, as I've said before, I'm a man of science. I don't advocate magical thinking bullshit. I advocate science, basically. It's a shifting of your mentality. Yes. And so when you decide, I am going to be a bar musician, I'm going to play music in bars for money, Things start appearing to you that you might have missed before that are that were always around you. It's not magical. It's not that you've magically attracted something that was not there before to you. It's that now your mind is primed to see things that are going to help you on this goal that you've now clarified in your mind. So if you clarify in your mind, I am a bar musician or I'm a cover musician or I'm going to be. That's my goal. This is where I'm going to get. I know that Friday and Saturdays, I'm going to book them up 6 to 9 p.m. Every fucking week, I'm going to do Saturday and Sunday in a bar, every single one, or what, you know, that's, if that's your goal, that's your goal, clarify it. Then you'll start to see things like, oh, Happenings Magazine. I wonder how, that that might be able to help me. Let me look in here. Oh, it can help me. That, see that type of thing. And so the the reason I picked it up, I was in this place, I saw this magazine and I I would have not even looked twice at it really, but I thought maybe this is something on the Mercenary Musician Podcast that could help, that could help uh, students. People trying to book gigs. Uh, how can how can this help them? I, I've never actually used this to book gigs. I've never actually used it to to vet venues. But I'm I have a clear goal in my mind of helping you guys get gigs. And something popped up, and uh, my goal was clearly in my head. How can I help people get gigs? Somewhere in there, it was. It's always marinating now. And I saw how can that help people get gigs. And it which is funny. I mean, I, I wasn't even. It, it hadn't even popped up as an option for my solo career. It popped up as an option for the mercenary musician career for your solo careers. And I looked it up, looked into it, and I said, oh yeah, look, there are venues in here that book music. Duh. So, that's kind of a meta a meta thing happening here. I'm, I'm giving you, first of all, a concrete piece of advice. Look for these little magazines. Open them up. Look for people advertising their, their music at their dinner things, right? So there's that concrete piece of advice. But then there's a more abstract piece of advice here which is clarify your goal in your mind, even write it down. what do you and be more be more specific than you think you should be very specific. I'm gonna make 600 bucks a week playing Friday and Saturday nights on top of my regular day job That's what I'm gonna do at these bars even in on this in this city in this particular neighborhood of a city um, in this suburb if you're in a big city you're gonna probably be Trying to hit suburbs with these things. So be specific. Say, I'm going to do it with my guitar. I'm going to do it with my looping pedal. I'm going to make connections at open mics. And, or if you're just a singer, say, I'm going to make a connection with just a guitarist who's going to be in a duo with me. And we're going to make 400 bucks a week each playing Friday and Saturday night. You know, sorry, but you're going to probably take a pay cut playing in a duo. You know, so clarify these goals. And then with those goals in mind, you don't even have to do anything. Else from there. For, I mean, you, there's a lot to do, but for this particular piece of advice to apply, you don't have to do anything else. That's it. You clarify your goal and stuff will start popping out to you that was not popping out to you before. This is stuff I can do that will help me get to this goal. That's it. It's so what, what I'm kind of talking about here is the law of attraction, which I know, again, has this kind of magical thinking bullshit surrounding it. And it can be that. And people can think, oh, I'm just like manifesting stuff. Like I just have to like think about something and it'll appear in my life. That's Not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you clarify your goal and stuff will appear that is related to your goal that was there the whole time that your brain was just not noticing because it didn't, it was irrelevant. Your brain is constantly filtering shit out that's irrelevant. You know, so when you clarify your goal, things that your mind thought were irrelevant before now become relevant because your mind has a goal. There's actually an interesting study. I got a bachelor's degree in psychology, which is where I learned a lot of, a lot of the uh, study stuff that I talk about. Um, there's, there's this uh, experiment they did where they have uh, it's an attention experiment where they have people watch a video and they say, okay, count the, it's like five people dribbling a basketball, passing a basketball around. And they say, okay, I need you to count the number of times the people in yellow shirts pass the ball to people in red shirts, right? There's five or six people with different colored shirts. And, These people are counting the passes, and they're like, okay, intently counting the passes. And they ask, okay, how many passes was it? Everybody usually gets it right, eight eight passes or whatever. They're like, okay, great. Now, watch the video again and see if you can notice the person in the gorilla suit moonwalking in the background across the screen. And nobody notices it. Without fail, no one notices it. And there's a fucking guy in a gorilla suit moonwalking in the background, passes it. Like, clear as day. It's When you're looking for it, it is clear as day. There's a ridiculous thing happening in the picture. People just don't notice it because they're attentive to something else. And that's kind of what I'm talking about here. Clarify your goal. Think about what you're doing. And with that goal in mind, your attention will do a different, slightly different dance with the information that's coming through. All right. I'm fucking good at the tangent thing. I like this. This is easy. <laughs> yeah. Chad, you got anything to say? No. Just just admiring. Comfortably you know? listening. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. I'm out of ideas. No, I'm kidding. I got. I could do this all fucking day. <laughs>
1: this so, is gonna become a series in its own. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm down. Let's do. You know, once. Once a month. Once a month, we can just throw the tangent episode in here, where Peter just fucking drinks one cup extra of coffee and goes for it. All right, so what else? Uh, I like, I've got this kind of meta idea about this podcast where um, I'm going to, when, when you listen to, like, the first episode, I, I think we kind of started off pretty strong. I don't think anything's, like, garbage, but, you know, there, there are issues with the volume, there are issues with the flow, uh, there are issues where, you know, issues that, like, my uncle talks about where he's like, hey, these are just, you know, I, I think you, you guys are natural at this, don't, don't get me wrong, you guys are doing good, but... Here's a couple of critiques. You know, there are critiques like that that exist in the first 10 episodes or, or you know, to a lesser extent, probably going to be the first 20 episodes and to a lesser extent, the first 30. And what I, I wanted, I have this idea of someday doing an episode, like, you know, episode 50 or 100 or something where I say, all right, here's a little assignment for you. I want you to look back at the first episode or, this, or I'll, I'll even go back and listen and find the worst one. Maybe it's the third episode or something. Say, so, look, I want you all to listen to this episode Listen to the difference in quality, not only of the content and the flow and the production value between this episode and that episode. And notice, just notice the difference and think about the fact that we didn't not put this podcast out because of that. We figured it the fuck out, which is uh, a thing that I, I hear a lot in music marketing, especially is... Just start doing something with content creation, with you know Facebook ads, all kinds of shit. When I, when I study this stuff, the best teachers say, get started and learn from the mistakes you make. Don't wait till it's perfect. This is something that I think musicians especially will do is they'll sit and they're like, I need to have three hours of perfect music that I have memorized. It has to be perfect before I get on stage. If you looked at what my act, my solo act looked like six years ago, seven years ago, when I first started, I, I think I'd be embarrassed by it if I were to watch it now. There, there are a few things I could, I could point out specifically that would be embarrassing, but there, it didn't stop me from doing it. It was stuff that I, you know, bumped into the wall and figured out, oh, there's a wall there. I won't bump into that wall again. One thing, you know, just while I'm sure somebody is wondering about specifics, uh, one thing, for instance, was was my breaks, right? So. I kind of thought, okay, I've got a three-hour gig. I should have three breaks for whatever reason. That's what my mind did. Three hours, three breaks, 15 minutes a piece. That's 45 minutes of breaks. That's two hours and 15 minutes of playing to 45 minutes of not playing. And that, I mean, if you do the math there, if you do three breaks in three hours, that's not a set, a break, a set, a break, a set. That's like a set, a break, a set, a break, a set, a break, a set. So it's four sets is what that makes when you put three breaks in, in there. Four sets in three hours. I mean, they're, they turn out being like 35-minute sets. It's it's too short. It's just too much. Okay, thanks. I'll be right back. And I had a a manager mention that to, uh, not to me, but it got around to me that he had mentioned that. He said, yeah, just, he's really good, but take a lot of breaks. And I was like, my my gut reaction was, ah, fuck you, <laughs> you know, which is, you know, pretty natural reaction when somebody criticizes you. But my second reaction was, well, I'm new to this. Maybe I am taking a lot of breaks. This guy books a lot of music, you know, and I thought about it and I was like, yeah, you know, maybe he's right. And I rethought my break thing and I have actually since played there. And my actually this this restaurant just kind of fell off my radar because they their rate is too low. There is kind of one of those restaurants where I was like, yeah, I'll take it when it when it fits my schedule perfectly. But, you know and the food is great there, but tips weren't great and the rate is too low. So I just kind of stopped playing. So it's like, it's interesting. A gig that I started with that criticized what I was doing and was right about it. I then later outgrew. So it's, it's one of those things where just get started, start doing things and, uh, learn from them. That that's the most important part of that rule. I'm not saying just start I'm not saying start Don't be good enough And then continue Not being good enough Start And then learn From what's happening Around you it's, If you're learning There's a, a saying in On my chess app That I use Chess.com It says You never lose When you learn And I believe that I think that If you can find A learning experience In every Quote unquote Failure It's not a failure anymore If you learn from it You have Turned a failure Into not a failure Chad, any questions? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I'm still having fun with this. I hope that the crowd is enjoying it. Oh, I did. I just had a uh, had a record-breaking tip night the other night, Sunday night. Made $520 in tips at this gig. Wow. I know. It's that uh that gig that um is below my pay floor, slightly below my pay floor for my my rate. And the guy who booked me said, "Hey, the tips are insane here. Trust me. I mean." Put, put it this way, you have one night like that, five hundred twenty dollars in tips. That's like, I mean, that spreads out, you know. So I made seven hundred twenty bucks on this one gig, and even if I have a, a couple other nights where it goes to like the the lowest in tips that that gig like ever goes, pretty much, unless it's like rained out, is like eighty, a hundred bucks. So that five hundred twenty dollar tip night, you spread that out, and it makes my tip average there quite high those those big nights that and it, i think it's worth noting too that my prior record was also at this same gig it was 410 bucks or so yeah, we're just starting out in season two yeah season is like just starting it's november here's another interesting thing i was talking to my my uncle about this he's a amateur musician he plays in a blues band so he's I'm often kind of curious about about what I what I'm doing. By the way, he's probably listening to this. Hey Uncle Bill, how you doing? <laughs> he asked this week as again it's holiday week. We just got done with Thanksgiving. He said, "Hey, so holidays are coming up. Is that usually good or bad for you?" And I I didn't remember. It's funny how these these like cycles happen, you know. The same thing hap, kind of happens every year with these these certain events, certain times of year, holidays and stuff. And I was like, "I can't remember if it's a good thing or a bad thing for for me." And as the week started, I remembered. It's a bad thing. (laughs) Yeah, the holiday week is fucking brutal for for waiters, especially. It's so bad for waiters. Uh, Musicians, it it can be not as bad because there's kind of an X factor with musicians. If you get a couple of really interested people who give you 30 bucks or 20 bucks in tips... You're having a good day, you know. But with a waiter, it's that's less likely to happen. They need consistent goodness for to have a good day usually. And they just get fucking screwed. I remember in my uh, my very first year of doing this, I took a Christmas Day gig at this pizza place. It was my my very first weekly gig. They had me... It was, I remember we talked about this as Mona's Pizza. They had me there on Tuesday nights from 6 to 9. And then they said, Hey, we're doing something on Christmas Day for, you know, the type of people who go to a fucking bar on Christmas day. That's, that's what the issue, that's what the issue is here. So the, the type of people who are out at bars on fucking Christmas day are assholes who don't have friends, family. Yeah. Or fam or family who love them. Right. They're just like bridge burners. They're, they're bridge burners. That's exactly right. And they are people who aren't like, Oh, I'm doing really well in life and I'm generous. And here's 20 bucks for a musician. Who's where, work- Oh, I'm thoughtful. Here's a person working on Christmas day. They're like, Oh cool. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I, I played, this is, I I can count on one hand the number of days I've been completely stiffed on tips like zero dollars in the tip jar. This was one of them. Christmas fucking day I'm out here, plus and and the reason I took it was because I just didn't know. I thought oh Christmas day I'll bet the tips will be amazing. Nope, zero fucking dollars on Christmas day. The uh, the bar paid me a little extra because it was Christmas day, but just like just something to to note. You know, uh, it it's related. This is related to what uh what people in the Restaurant industry call amateur night. St. Patty's Day is amateur night. That's like the center of the bullseye for amateur night, right? St. Patty's Day is when people go out to bars who don't usually go out to bars. There's
1: three days. Are there? It's Tell the me The Day more. before Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. It's the biggest day of the year.
0: Yep. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve and St. Patty's. And St. Patty's, Patty's. Yeah. Day. And okay.
1: occasionally
0: Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So there. These are these are what what what. Bartenders and bar managers say if you fucking hate them because it's amateur night. These these people don't. The people who are out on those nights, okay, yeah, the regulars are out too. People who are out, out at bars every week, they're probably out too, or maybe not. Maybe they're avoiding it. They know better. They go out earlier in the week. <laughs> yeah, right. But these people who are like, oh, it's fucking St. Patty's Day. This is the day we go out to drink. Woo! They're sloshed they by seven. They're they're yeah. First of all, they're getting fucking drunk early. Don't you know, know how to control themselves. Don't know how to control themselves. They're not drinking in public very often, so they don't really know what they're fucking doing. They got liquid courage, and they don't know the culture. They're not, like, steeped in the drinking restaurant culture because they're not regular restaurant drinking people. They're amateurs, so they don't tip well often. They don't realize that what they're asking of these servers is above and beyond what they usually do because the fucking place is three times as packed as it usually is. They usually reek of entitlement. They usually reek of entitlement and they just don't fucking tip. Like uh, this this Thanksgiving week that was just right before Thanksgiving, I was playing and I was fucking, uh, you know, I, I pretty much always give it my best, at least for the first hour or two until people show me that they're not entitled to it anymore. <laughs> and, uh, and even still, like new people sit down, I try to push real hard and give them a chance to get into it. And if they get into it, I'll play for one table, you know. But when I'm getting fucking ignored all day, it's it's hard to keep that energy. It really is hard to keep that energy up. And I had a gig like that that was just like, man, these fucking people can't be bothered to look the fuck up and clap once. Clap once, you know, just say, hey, I see you there. Good job. And then ignore me for the rest of the day. That's fine. But like totally like I'm just a fucking radio, you know, and I I mean, I I kind of lost my temper a little bit. And you ever just clap for yourself? Yeah, I do. Awesome. I'm going, woo, yeah, you're so good. Just let them know it's okay to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes I'll fake a thank you for tips. I'm like, thank you so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Very kind of you. I do, you know, I, you, at, at that point, there, there are certain things you can do when you're playing a totally dead gig. Uh, honestly, it's better. I'd rather play for a fucking empty room than a room full of people who are pretending like I don't exist. Yeah, that's practice and honestly i did a little bit of that anyway where i just kind of put my looping pedal on this is something that i don't recommend you do often but there there are certain times when it can be okay to just you know it, it should still be entertaining it shouldn't be like i'm literally doing guitar drills but you can give your voice a break you know if nobody gives a shit give your voice a break put on the looping pedal play a few chords solo over the top of it for a couple of minutes I, I and and do it do it in a way that is practice-y, you know don't don't do it in like i need to show them my best do it in a way that's like, maybe I'm going to figure out something here mm-hmm. about guitar. <laughs> you know, like you could take a little time. Nobody's fucking listening. It's fine. I don't recommend you do that often. I don't recommend, I, like it should be at a certain point you can start playing for yourself. I've actually had this happen where I started playing for myself. I spent like eight minutes just soloing over like a an A minor chord progression. And I finished up and like three tables started clapping and I was like, oh shit.
1: They're listening.
0: They're listening now, yeah. And it was because I was just, like, practicing. I was, like, pushing my guitar limit. I was doing, like, the high-speed shreddy stuff and, like, to the point where I was making a mistake and going, oh, that's too fast, you know? So anyway, yes, this was a holiday, the holiday week. It was just a bunch of amateurs coming out who don't usually go out, and they don't realize that they're supposed to fucking clap at a human being who's playing music, which blows my goddamn mind, dude. How do you, like, who raised you? There's a person playing live music, right? Like, this is a person. And they're just like, I'm just ignoring this. And I'm not saying you have to clap between every song. I'm not saying you got to fucking, you know, blow me for playing, for doing my job. But like, it's a communal thing. If you hear someone clap, you clap. Yes. You know, and it turns into a downward spiral. When you're not getting energy from the crowd, it turns into you not giving energy, which turns into them not giving energy. And it goes the other way, too. This is what happened on my record-breaking tip night just now is this crowd was fucking giving it and I was giving it back and then they gave more and then I gave more back and I was fucking beat. This is the, like, this is the last gig of my work week, the Sunday evening gig. It's after two doubles. Saturday and Sunday are doubles for me. 11 to 3 brunch, 11 to 3 brunch in the morning, Saturday and Sunday. And then Saturday is all different, but, you know, it's usually 6 to 9 or 5 to 8 or something. Sometimes there's a triple on Saturday, pretty rare, but sometimes. And Sundays are 6 to 10 on this Captiva gig, which is, sometimes this can be, like the end of my gas tank running on fumes here. And it, it was, this was, I got to that last hour and I was like, I was ready. And, and the crowd was dwindling. It was, you know, it was like nine, 10, nine to 10 PM getting cold out there. You know, it's, it's a beach place. So it's, you know, people aren't there to be cold. It was two, three tables left. And I was like, okay, maybe these guys will leave early in the last set. Maybe I can kind of, you know, do my rest, my voice kind of relax here, just chill out and get rid get done with this last set with nobody here and go home. And they weren't fucking having it. They were, like, you know, I, I played a song that was, you know, pretty, you know, full energy. When people are there, you try to give them your full energy first. First things first. And they responded. And they said, yeah, man, this is fucking great. We love you. And I was like, all right, I'm going to keep going. And the, the energy just, it didn't flag ever. It, it never went the way that I was unconsciously hoping it would go. Not consciously. I mean, there was a part of me that was like, oh, I hope I can just relax for this last set and go home. Yeah, but now you're grateful it happened. And I was absolutely, and I was grateful at the time that, that it was happening. I was like, man, this is fucking fun. And, you know, you know, it's you know, pushing my pushing my limits a little bit and just really giving them the energy and doing my doing my best. And I got two different people handing me a hundred bucks. Yep. And that I mean that's what it takes it from three twenty, which is a great night, to five twenty, which is a record breaking night. Yeah, so I wanted to do an episode. I wanna do a whole episode that just me kind of running through a day in the life type of thing. Like what what does a day look like for me? And they're they're kind of all different. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are weekend for me, 95% of the time. Uh, every once in a while, I'll pick up a Wednesday gig if the money's right. And I will, if somebody asks me to play Wednesday, I quote them a high rate. I quote them the, the tip-top rate that I have for, for public events, at least. There's a, a higher rate for private events. Because... Again, remember our law of diminishing returns thing, because you're turning my three-day weekend, and it's not even just weekend. I do a lot of work on these off days. You're turning my three-day weekend into a two-day weekend. You're giving me a different rhythm to work with. You're making me work five days in a row instead of four. It's like a, it's a big deal, so I need more money for it. I'm not just going to do my regular rate to cut my weekend down by 50%. Uh, Wait, by 33%. So... These days are all different. So Monday, today is a Tuesday. I have given myself Monday to kind of, Monday is my most relaxing day because I just got done with two doubles and I just kind of play some video games. I walk my dog, I go for a run. You know, I kind of get back into the rhythm. I still do some chores. There's always stuff to do. I want to constantly be growing. I have places to be. I have a lot of stuff I want to get done in an undisclosed amount of time. I'm going to die someday, as we all are. And I don't know what day it is. But I got a lot of shit I want to do before that happens. So I work. Like I just work, you know. Or I do my best to. Sometimes I will get sucked into a video game for a couple hours longer than I wanted to. But that's, you know, I try to be also forgiving with myself. So that's my Monday. Monday is the most relaxing of all days for me. Monday is my Sabbath. Tuesday is today. That's where I work on this type of thing. A Mercenary Musician Podcast. I work often on booking out my schedule moving forward. I kind of nudge people who have been... Uh, bar managers who have been too busy to get with me um, and get dates done. That A lot of that happens on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I fuck with invoicing stuff that I have been putting off. And again, so Thursday and Friday are not doubles either. They're part of my work week, but they're just evening gigs almost always. So Thursday daytime and Friday daytime, I can still get some of this stuff done, and I do. Saturday and Sunday are really the only days where I am not doing shit, but playing gigs. It's like two 14 hour days. <clears throat> and it's looking like Thursday is is kind of on the chopping block, as I've mentioned several times on this podcast before. It's looking like I'm gonna have a four day, you know, air quotes weekend, which really just means my Monday gets even more relaxing. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday turned into what was once my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And uh, I I think I think that is gonna be the way to do it and, and basically treat Thursday like I treat my Wednesday now. It's like you want me on Thursday, you just gotta pay the money, baby. Because I did I did take Thursday off for Thanksgiving just recently. And I got to tell you, I fucking love having four days in a row with no gigs. You come back on Friday and you're like, man, this is really fun. I forget how fun this is. Three-day work weeks, that's pretty fucking tight. And it gives me plenty of time to work on this type of thing, which hopefully will uh, become lucrative in the long run. But for now, I don't give a shit. It's fun as hell. And it's easy and fun. And I get to hang out with my buddy Chad and on something that's not just like video games. Okay, so we're, we're going, kind of going through day-in-the-life type stuff. This is a uh, so I, I guess I'm gonna pick a double. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick what like a Sunday looks like for me because that is my most it's my most regular work day because those gigs are weekly. Every single week I have my brunch gig eleven to three in Naples, and I've got my dinner gig six to ten on Captiva. It's a lot of driving, so I get I wake up at roughly nine thirty on Sunday, also Saturday, but Sunday too. Wake up at nine thirty. I Get ready in 15 minutes. I kind of just wash my face, put clothes on, stumble out the door. Uh, well, I grab my tip jar and my guitar, which come inside with me at the end of the night. I take my tip jar in the, the prior night and I count out all the tips and I log them into my, including Venmo tips, I log them into my spreadsheet, a Google sheet, which has all my uh, earnings on there. It has my, my base pay on there and then it's got a little section for tips. I input that and then it all adds up to a whole my monthly income, which I adds up down at the bottom. I have that all set up. My my partner hooked that up for me. She is amazing. She's good at that kind of stuff and I am not. So she helps me quite a bit with that type of thing. I do all that the prior night I wake up so I grab my tip jar and my guitar, put those in the car, I grab my coffee and a water and I get in my car and I start driving. And it's about a forty five minute drive to this gig in Naples. I get there roughly ten thirty Sometimes as late as 1045, the gig starts at 11, remember, so 1045 is as late as I can possibly get there and still start on time. And again, so I've mentioned this before, that is the important thing in the long run is starting on time, right? You don't don't have to be there an hour early or even 30 minutes early as long as you are definitely going to start on time and the person who booked you knows that. That's the important thing. In the very beginning, you should show up an hour early, an hour early, or at the least 45 minutes early. Because this person doesn't know you, they don't know how long you take to set up. They don't know that you can do it in nine minutes, which I actually broke my record recently. I did it in six minutes. I know that's fucking crazy. It, it blew my mind. I thought I thought nine was like the limit of human potential, and I did it in six. I was running late, but <laughs> but I but I did it in six. I started at eleven o two. Yeah, I slept through my alarm one day. Don't do that. Here's another another little tip. While we're on the tangent podcast, I can do whatever the fuck I want. So here's a tip. Wake up, try to wake up at the same time every day, no matter what, whether you're off or on or what. I try to get up at 930 every single day, even on Monday, even on Tuesday and Wednesday Uh, and Thursday and Friday, even though I don't work till 7 p.m. on Thursday. It's important to have that as a regular thing, to have your sleep cycle dialed in. Sleep is so unbelievably important to your mental and physical health, and this job is not doable if you're, it's not Long-term, it's not sustainable to do well if you're not mentally and physically healthy. Just trust me because I tried it. It doesn't work. You can you can get through on raw horsepower and, and will for like a year maybe, but you will break down. You need to be healthy. You need to have your body and mind in shape. So part of that is getting good sleep. Try to get to sleep at the same time every night. Try to wake up at the same time every day. That's helped me a lot. Okay, so I get up at 9.30, I get in my car, I put my guitar, my tip jar on my car, I drive 45 minutes to the gig, I unload all my stuff onto my hand cart, I park in the parking garage and I load my stuff onto the hand cart and I hand cart it over to the gig and then I get set up, I say hi to the bartenders, I pour myself a cup of coffee and I get started and I start saying it's 11 a.m. at this place and uh, it's, uh, so I'm outside on a patio, I face the speaker toward the Walkway where people are walking by. It's almost always dead in there when I get started. You know, there's nobody in there. It's just me. And people are walking by and I say, Hey, everybody, welcome to Mercado. If you're hearing the sound of my voice and you're not in Burntwood Tavern right now, you are in the wrong area. Come in. We got Bottomless Mimosas. We got Bloody Mary Bar. We got the full brunch menu. We got the sixth or seventh best musician in the county playing for you all day. You know, whatever. I just do my cheese ball routine. I let them know something's going on. I let them know we got deals. And I, I play songs. And a lot of times what I'm doing... Oh, I skipped something. Actually, in the car, I will often do vocal warm-ups. I got a 45-minute drive. I'll do some vocal warm-ups. I'll drink water, make sure I'm hydrated. Sometimes I'll listen to my original stuff that's, that doesn't have lyrics on it yet, and I'll write lyrics to it while, I, while I'm driving. Write lyrics in my head, not pen and paper. You should be driving. Focus on driving. Uh, also, the left lane is for passing, everybody. Don't fucking camp out in the left lane, for the love of God. Yeah, I drive a lot, so... People suck at driving. Most people here. are not good at driving. I am the best driver in, I think, the world. So, we should have a separate podcast about. There's how to a place
1: drive. for arrogance,
0: <laughs> and that's that's in your driving. Uh, it's in your pricing. If you, just a callback to Chad's favorite line. Uh, it's a good line. I'll take it. You know. Yeah. So I, I I'm at this gig. I'm trying trying to get people in the door, and uh, I'm just kind of having fun with it. And a lot of times, that first gig, I'm or that first hour. It's early for me. I will mention that. I'm just, my, part of my brand is full disclosure. We're friends here. Hey guys, I'm 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 Peter Coulter. Just so you know, this is as early as you're ever gonna see me outside of my house. This is early. This is the crack of dawn for musicians. I'm just waking up, getting my coffee in me, getting, getting woken up. Bear with me here. And people, you know, people relate to that. It's Saturday, you know, 11 a.m. A lot of times other people are waking up from partying the night before too. So as things kind of build up, you know, I get get more into it. The gig gets looser. It's a four-hour gig, which can be can be hard. I eat lunch there. They provide me with a meal. Uh, I fill out my invoices for they they got paper invoices that they do there. So I fill out my invoices for that gig so that they can file them and have it's like a corporate structure. I think they've got like twelve or thirteen locations of that restaurant, and so you got to do an invoice. You got to send it to their accounting department, or they send it to their accounting department, and it comes a check in the mail a week or, a week later usually. Yeah, that's pretty much that. You know. That's, that's the gig, you know? Uh, I take three breaks, as is the custom for a, for a four-hour gig. The only time I will do a different number of breaks than that, I will never do more than that. Uh, I will sometimes do less than that if the gig is really rolling and people are really enjoying it. And I will mention that, that I'm doing that. I'll say, hey, guys, typically I'd be taking a break here, but you guys seem to be enjoying this. You're all here. I'm not taking you folks for granted. I played a lot of quiet rooms, and this is not one of those. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to skip my break. Also because I'm selfless and brave and people will chuckle about that. Yeah, thanks for being here. Appreciate you guys making me not want to take a break. That's really kind of you. You know, and I'll do two breaks in four hours sometimes if if that's what's warranted. That actually happened at that Sunday evening gig that was my record-breaking tip night. There's a correlation there, right? The crowd was into it. I said, hey, I'm fucking skipping my break. You guys are ki-. I never say fuck on the microphone. You get, you know, just don't do it. I mean, there's, there's a time and a place to say fuck on a microphone, but... Never at these bar gigs, really. Not not, not at dinner time or during the day. They come on the podcast and say fuck all you want, but a lot of times there are kids at these gigs, and a lot of times even if you can't see kids, it's just kids. a very powerful word. It's a it just yeah, it draws people attention. And, and again, you're like a waiter. Think about yourself as a waiter. You know, a waiter wouldn't say, man, it's fucking really good fish here. You know, they just they don't do that because that's not like it just it's wrong. It feels wrong. It's a weird it's like a not understanding your your role, not understanding what what position you are in in this place. You're not not giving a fuck. Yeah, just not giving a fuck. Whereas we are completely in charge here and they're you know it says explicit right on the podcast. I don't think kids are really listening to this. You fucking better not. This is not for fucking kids. Fuck. all right Uh, closing (laughs) oh yeah shit we're getting to the end uh tangent episode went by so fast let's wrap this up so kind of day in the life thing and then i hop in my car i drive another hour to captiva i play another four-hour gig and then i pack up and go home and uh, they have a check for me from the prior week at the captiva gig which is kind of how they do it you write you write your name down on this piece of paper and they have the prior week check for you on the, the week that you play so Things like that are it's important to keep track of. I got a whiteboard at home, keeping track of that stuff. But uh, I guess this is the thing about the tangent episode is there's no real clean exit. It's just like, OK, bye. End of tangent. We'll see you next month. Yes, we'll see you next month with more tangent. This was fun. We're definitely going to do this again uh, unless we get like a huge amount of outcry. It's like I hated that. Stop doing that. All right. Good job, Chad. We'll see you all next time. Thank you so much for tuning in again. You know, we're still we're still like on the ground floor here with this stuff. Email us. Let us know what you want to hear. We will uh, we'll respond to it. Thank you. Thank you.